Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, Enterprisers, welcome to another wonderful episode of the Enterprise Now show. Listen, I know I say this every episode, but I say it every episode because it's true every single episode. We have a great conversation for you, tons of knowledge and inspiration, along with some tactics, right? We understand as a fellow entrepreneur, all the high-level stuff is, is awesome, like consistency. Great. You do need consistency, but specifically, what do you need to be consistent in? So we like to get to the nuts and bolts. And uh, I have Phil Johnson here with me, and we're going to get into some of that stuff. But Phil, before we get into any of the good stuff, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Phil, what are you working on that has you excited, that's making you smile these days? Helping uh, individuals and organizations succeed both in their career, their personal life, and in their businesses. So that's what I've been focused on for the last uh, 23 years. Now, there was something interesting that I found when I was doing research for our conversation. You don't have a website. I do not. How in the world is that even a thing in, in today's world? I don't know. I've been on this path for 55 years. I've written several books. I've written over 5,000 articles. I have a podcast with over 200 episodes. I've been on over 100 episodes in this past 18 months as a guest, talking about the value and importance of emotional intelligence. I have a newsletter I publish daily on LinkedIn with over 500 episodes and 7,000 subscribers. I've got uh, 30,000 followers. I guess I just have never found the need for a website. Interesting. I just wondered if there were, if there was a specific reason or if you had a different point of view, because I've, in my years of doing business, I don't know that I've run across somebody who just didn't have one. So that that's the reason for the question. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and my whole focus is I want to get into conversation with individuals and organizations. I really want to have a I really want to get to it as quickly as possible. I want to get to a back and forth. So I try to encourage people to reach out to me on my LinkedIn, uh, or sorry, on my Zoom calendar so we can we can get at it right away. Got it. Makes sense. Just my natural curiosity just, just would not allow me not to ask. Talk about EQ, emotional intelligence. That's something that in the past few years has gotten more and more attention. And deservedly so, I think it's, it's super important. So talk a little bit about emotional intelligence and why it's important for entrepreneurs. Sure. Great question. 
Emotional intelligence is going to become a multi-trillion dollar a year industry. And the reason for that is that we're facing a tsunami of accelerating global change with a 500 million year old brain that doesn't like change. Our educational system has failed us and our employment system has failed us uh, because it's focused primarily on our ability to do intellectual labor and it's done nothing to develop our emotional intelligence. It's done nothing to prepare us for the tsunami of change we're facing. Some scientists estimate that in this century we could experience the equivalent of 20,000 years or 200 centuries worth of change. And we need to be developing our emotional intelligence to deal with the drama that's going to create in us. And I'd be happy to go deeper in that if, you, if you'd like. But more and more companies are hiring and developing and promoting largely based on emotional intelligence. As an example, if you'd like me to give you an example, there's a company that's currently valued at about over $3 trillion and they're doing about $600 billion a year in revenue. And their primary hiring focus is emotional intelligence. That company is Apple. That's why when you walk into an Apple store, the energy you feel is an example of a more emotionally intelligent environment. They're not trying to sell you anything. They're trying to understand your pain and, if possible, offer a solution to your pain. They want you to have a great experience, and maybe you'll tell your friends and they'll tell their friends. But if you think about it, the way you feel in that environment and the energy in that environment is very different from the energy coming out of the stores surrounding that environment. So that's an example of a more emotionally intelligent environment. So a very simple definition or description of a very difficult process of what emotional intelligence is all about is it's the ability to feel the fear and anxiety that change and innovation always triggers in us and be able to move through it towards what it is we're trying to achieve, as opposed to allowing that fear and anxiety to keep us trapped in our comfort zones. See, there's a part of our old lizard brain that's been trying to keep us safe for hundreds of millions of years by making sure we never leave the security of our cave. Or if we do, it automatically triggers the release of a hormone into our bloodstream called cortisol. And that causes the executive center of our brain, our prefrontal cortex, to shut off. And we go into what psychologists refer to as an amygdala hijack. Some people lash out, some people run away, some people freeze like a deer in the headlights. When that happens in conflict situations, people die. When it happens in business or personal situations, relationships die. We burn trust. So as an analogy, if you think of your amygdala as a very frightened four-year-old child, the development of our emotional intelligence acts like a big brother or a big sister to quiet that amygdala response down and better enable us to feel the fear and anxiety that change and innovation always triggers in us and be able to move through it rather than being controlled by it. Does that make sense? Yep. So what is the catalyst of this tsunami of change that you mentioned before? We're at a tipping point as a species. A lot of things are converging. Some people have called it the singularity. Everything is about to change at a very rapid rate. Every aspect of our lives, our businesses, society, government, you name it, it's all going to change very quickly. So, and, and we already have a sense of it, but what we're experiencing now is going to increase exponentially in the years to come. We're dealing with things like CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing technology, 
AI, climate change, other pandemics. We don't like change. Whether good change or bad change, we don't like change. So that triggers increasing levels of drama, chaos, and conflict. And our that anxiety blinds us to being able to see ourselves and to being able to see others. So as we learn to develop our emotional intelligence, it actually helps us to become less resistive, less judgmental, less attached outcome. And that enables us to not only reconnect with who we really are, but it also helps us to see others for who they truly are. And it leads to higher levels of trust and engagement. Energy physics. So what changed? I'm curious to, to get your perspective on, you know, it's 2023 as we are recording this conversation. What's different in 2023 than in 1963? What What's causing this this change to come? Technology, climate. In relative terms, humanity's been on the planet for less than a half of one second. And in that time, we've destroyed the climate. AI. Albert Einstein had an IQ of around 160. Within the next two to three years, AI will have an IQ of over 1,000. Within the next five years, close to 60% of all jobs will be replaced globally by AI. So healthcare, education, everything will change very rapidly, very, very rapidly. Humanity has never experienced anything like this in its history. And we happen to be at the tipping point for these changes. What we're going through, nobody has ever gone through before. This is not business as usual. The way businesses do business is going to change radically. So if I'm an entrepreneur, what should I be thinking about? How should I be preparing myself for the changes that are happening and that will continue to happen? Bet on yourself by developing your emotional intelligence. The best thing you can do to guarantee your success as an individual as a, and as an organization is to develop your emotional intelligence. There was a 40-year study done at UC Berkeley by a bunch of PhDs comparing IQ with EQ, and they concluded that emotional intelligence was 400% more valuable in determining success than individual intelligence. I actually think it's much higher than that. But let me give you a, let me kind of give you an American example of the difference between IQ and EQ. Think of IQ as somebody giving you ten thousand dollars a day for thirty-one days. So at the end of thirty-one days, you've got three hundred ten thousand dollars. Think of emotional intelligence as a penny that doubles in value every day. So day one you have a penny, day two you have two pennies, day thirty-one you have ten point seven million dollars, day forty you've got over five billion, day fifty you've got over five trillion. So not everybody can have 160 IQ. If you have a high IQ, your parents had a high IQ, their parents had a high IQ, and you simply inherited those genes, you didn't do anything to develop your intellectual intelligence. Your intellectual intelligence is fixed genetically. But everybody can develop their emotional intelligence, and the ROI is incredibly greater than intellectual intelligence. And our educational and our employment system hasn't focused on it at all. It's focused primarily on intellectual intelligence in the educational and employment system. So there's a huge part of our development that's missing that we didn't get, that because of the accelerating rate of global change, we need now more than ever. Getting back to business and entrepreneurs, all purchasing decisions 
our emotional decisions. They're made in the limbic part of our brain, the emotional part of our brain. And after we make the decision about whether we want to do business with somebody or not, whether we trust them or not, emotionally, then we look for features and benefits intellectually to justify the decision we've already made emotionally. So by developing your emotional intelligence, you're literally able to outcare your competition. See, if somebody wants to do business with you, if they trust you, if they view your success and their success is connected, they'll find a way to do business with you, even if you don't have the best pricing or the best technology. Conversely, if they don't trust you, if they don't want to do business with you, they'll find a way not to do business with you, even if you have the best pricing and the best technology. There's something else called the trust economy that's currently growing much faster than the traditional economy. It's currently valued at about $10 trillion a year. Because of the accelerating rate of global change, we just can't keep up. So we're relying more and more on our network of trusted advisors to make decisions. So your network of trusted relationships as an individual or an organization is the greatest asset you have. And that's directly related to your level of emotional intelligence. Your trustability is related to your emotional intelligence. Yeah, absolutely agree. So what are some some tactics, some things that somebody watching, listening to this, they can go and, and activate in order to get better with their EQ? Good question. You need to stop giving away your energy. And let me let me back up for like two minutes and explain what I mean by that. And then I'll give you some examples. We're only actually conscious about three to five percent of the time, which is fine. Our unconscious mind drives the bulk of our behavior and our results. But when we're born, we're not born with a conscious mind. We don't start to become conscious until we're about a year or so old. But we are born with an unconscious mind, and we immediately start wiring up our brain, creating the neural network pathways in our brain that become our habits in order to survive. And a lot of those habits unconsciously cause us to give away our energy, and we do it in lots of different ways, how we communicate, listen, take responsibility, make decisions, all sorts of ways. But when we're unconsciously giving away our energy, it creates an energy deficit in us. So at the same time we're giving away our energy over here, we're simultaneously trying to replace that energy by stealing energy from other people over here. And that dynamic is going on inside of everybody, everywhere in the world, all the time. And that is the root cause of all drama, chaos, and conflict. So let me give you an example of how we're giving away our energy. One of the master of business leadership habits is called authentic listening. And the key to authentic listening is not to take anything personally. How you feel about how somebody feels about you has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what's going on inside of them. <clears throat> but if how you feel about yourself is based on how somebody else feels about you, who's running your life? You or them? Well, it's them, right? You're unconsciously giving away your energy to them to determine how you should feel about yourself. You know, if you like me, I like me. If you don't like me, I don't like me. Now, as crazy as that might sound, what I've just described is all of social media. We bend over backwards trying to get people to like us so we can feel better about ourselves. And when we do, that doesn't end there. So at the same time, we're constantly trying to get people to like us. We're giving away our energy to them. We're needing to replace that energy by simultaneously stealing it from others. So that's an example. That's one of many examples of how we're unconsciously giving away our energy and stealing energy of others. And that's 
what creates the toxicity within organizations. Current level of employee engagement worldwide, according to Gallup, is around 13%. Low levels of employee engagement are costing the U.S. economy alone over a trillion dollars a year. It's a massive problem, and it's getting worse, and it's directly related to energy physics. So I guess I'm trying to get to some hard tactics here. So I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a team. Is there a book? Is there a resource? Is there a website? Where can I go to, give, to, give to me learn an example, more about it? Give, give me an example of a situation that you'd like to talk about. Just like the basic one. So I'm an entrepreneur. I have a team. Uh-huh. How do I begin to think about emotional intelligence and what are some resources I can, can use? Okay. To, to so first of all, let's say you've got 10 people on your team. They're all there for their own reasons. They've all joined the organization because they're trying to achieve some level, let's say, of success at something. And the organization as a whole has a reason for being in business, has a reason for wanting to succeed. So there's actually the, the individual motivation to be there and the their vision of what success looks like for them. And then there's the organization vision of what looks like success for the organization. You have to make sure the two are aligned. So you have to find out from each individual on the team why they're walking through the front door in the morning, what it is they want to accomplish, and the degree to which their vision of success, personal success, aligns up with the organization's vision of success is the degree to which they're engaged in the success of the organization. And the other thing is, if you think about it, it's inside the organization. If you Let's say you have 10 people and Susie wants to succeed and she's got nine other people helping her to succeed through the success of the organization as a whole. And every other employee has nine other people that want to help them succeed personally through the success of the organization. So think of the organization as an engine and think of the employees as the pistons in that engine. By aligning the individual vision to the organizational vision, you're going to create a much more engaged, smoother running organization that's more highly, highly engaged. If the employee doesn't see how the organizational success is aligned with their individual view of success, they're not going to be that engaged. So the employee has to understand what it is they want to achieve, and they have to understand the organization's view of success, and you have to create that alignment because if that alignment's not there, you're not going to have the level of engagement that you want to have to succeed. Does that make sense? Yes, but I'm curious, how do you create that alignment? (laughs) Ask questions. What is it, you know, if, if you're interviewing somebody or you're talking with somebody in the organization, so first of all, you've, you've got to be very clear on what the organization wants to achieve. What's the organization's view of success? What's their roadmap? And then you have to ask the same thing of the individual. What is it you would like to achieve? See, they're not there for the organization's success. They're there to achieve their own personal success. So you have to understand, and they have to understand, what that would look like for them. And it's when you have those two pieces of information, you can see if there's a potential for alignment. If there isn't, then they shouldn't be in the organization. Dig a little bit deeper on authentic listening. That's an interesting term, especially in the world of podcasting that I'm that I live in, right? People often think that it's it's about talking and about you having a voice. And there's some truth to that, but really it's about listening. 
the greatest compliment you can pay somebody, one of the greatest compliments is to ask them a question and listen for their response. Not just intellectually listening, but listening emotionally, being more present in this moment, really focus on what's being said, what's not being said, everything about the situation. So when you give somebody your attention and you ask them a question, you're really paying them a compliment. You're saying, hey, I think you can help me. I value your opinion. Will you help me? See, the only time somebody really is motivated to change is when they need our help. The only time we can really deepen a relationship is when somebody needs our help. And when they ask us a question or they're having a a problem, those are really the golden moments to deepen a relationship, to show people how much we care about them. And often, instead of taking advantage of those situations, we tend to ignore them or run away from them. Got it. Talk about the Master of Business Leadership. What is that and what awesome things are coming out of that platform? It's an incredible program that I created (laughs) that guarantees career, corporate, and personal success. It helps people to be, to see how they're giving away their energy and it gives them, provides better habits to stop doing that. And we track their usage of these habits and the results that generates from week to week. The initial MBL program is uh, 13 weeks where we get together an hour a week and it's a teaching coaching process. But there are executives, organizations I've been working with for over, over 13 years because the ROI keeps getting greater and greater and greater. And it's interesting, the people going through the program as they're going through it often say, this is amazing. This is incredible. And I comment, yes, I know. But let me ask you, is there anything I could have said to you in the beginning before you started down this path that could have prepared you for what you know now? And the answer is always no. There's nothing you could have told me ahead of time that could have helped me to understand what I understand now. And see, that's the difference between knowing something intellectually and knowing something experientially. The development of leadership and emotional intelligence is an experiential process. It's not an intellectual process. What that means is that you cannot develop it by having a conversation or reading a book or watching a video. Those are intellectual processes and will do nothing to develop leadership and emotional intelligence. So this, the MBL program is focused on actions and results. And I often tell people before they start the program, I say, I don't care what you think. I only care what you do because what you do will change what you think. You see, everybody on the planet has a story they're telling themselves to justify whatever they're doing or not doing. I don't care what that story is because if they want better results than they're currently getting, they have to develop better habits, which means they have to develop, they have to change their actions. And changing their actions will automatically change the story they're telling themselves. So you have to act your way into thinking differently. You don't think your way into acting differently. I love that. I love that. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? I'll give you a link to my Zoom calendar. And if they want to jump on there, I'd be happy to meet with them and continue the conversation. Awesome. We will make sure to put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time, Phil. My pleasure. Thank you. 
If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.